Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. The only place of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Rice Shell Radio. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about the San Francisco 49ers and their upcoming football game over the next week from a betting perspective. But before we get into any of that, I'm going to have a quick word from our sponsor. With the NFL playoffs right around the corner and the NBA season being in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all the up-to-the-second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Better Radio Podcast. Before we're going to break, we discuss the plan for this episode. Once again, going to talk about the 49ers and their upcoming divisional round playoff game against the Packers from a betting perspective. But before any of that, I do want to recap what happened last week. No picks to recap because we transitioned and talked about the Warriors at an emergency press conference episode last week because the Niners weren't playing, and I thought it was a waste of time to try to guess who they would face off against in the following round. Turns out it was a smart move because the Packers pulled off the upset against Dallas, and because of the reseeding, the Packers end up playing the Niners in the second round. So good thing we didn't try to guess who they were going to play against. The Cowboys, I believe, were favored by about 7.5 in that game, or favored by 7, and you saw the Packers blow them out as they were up by 20 at the half, up 27 to nothing in the second quarter. And according to Shanahan, he said that they started prepping for Green Bay, I'd say either, I forgot if it was midway through the second quarter or midway through the third quarter. I think third quarter, if you believe him at all, but the point is the game was over pretty quickly, and the 16-point differential is actually misleading. Green Bay could have won that game by about 30 and change. But to go through the numbers here, the Packers, since the Niners didn't play, I'll go through the Packers game, and then we'll move on to the actual uh, breakdown for the upcoming playoff game. So the Packers scored 48 points. They won 48-32 to on the road. Dallas was 8-0 at home. Not anymore, uh, because they lost the most important home game, which was their playoff game. But Jordan Love was fantastic in his first playoff game, 16 of 21 for 272. Three touchdowns, no picks, sack zero times, QBR of 99.3. And he had a QB, uh, he had a passer rating of 157.2. It's basically a perfect game for Love, not officially, but close to it. As for the ground game, Aaron Jones is very good as, as well. He has He had 118 yards and three touchdowns. Jones tends to do well against Dallas, but he looked healthy, which is a good sign for this Green Bay offense, and we'll see if the Niners can potentially stop him in the upcoming game on a Saturday. But to go through the receiving core, Dobbs is very good, had, had 151 yards and a touchdown, Musgrave had 52 yards and a touchdown, and Wicks had 25 yards and a touchdown. As for the defense, I said it before, but they ended up uh, having a great game. Uh, Dak had a pick six. Uh, against them, and they were able to sack Dak four times. So to go through the defensive numbers here, uh, Nixon had a sack, Campbell had a sack, Van Ness had a sack, and Clark uh, had a tackle for a loss but did not have a sack. Preston Smith did have the final sack. As for the interception, Savage had the pick six in the first half, which kind of put the game on ice, and you saw Alexander have a pick early in that second quarter. But the point is the Packers' defense was solid, even though they gave up 32 points, very misleading. It was basically all garbage time. And once again, they were up 27 points before they gave up anything. 
and then Dallas scored 25 points in the second half. Uh, but Dak had a 405 passing yards, three touchdowns, two picks, sacked four times, and he threw the ball 60 times. So decent overall stats, but that's why box score watching is dangerous because Dak was really bad for a majority of that game. And then Green Bay went prevent and Dak picked him apart, but that doesn't mean anything because all stats came when they were already out of the game. Uh, but as for the ground game, Prescott had 45 rushing yards, so he was decent, but Pollard did not do much. Had a touchdown, but he only averaged 3.7 yards per carry as he finished with 56. As for the receiving core, Lamb had a good game on paper. He really wasn't that great. Uh, once again, mostly garbage time, but Lamb had nine catches for 110 yards. Gallup had six catches for 103 yards. Ferguson had the great game for Dallas as Ferguson had 10 catches for 93 yards and three touchdowns. So you had two separate players with three touchdowns in the same game, which doesn't exactly happen that often. Cooks at six catches for 47. Pollard at seven catches for 29. Point is Dallas had five separate guys who had six plus receptions, which kind of tells you how the game went because they threw the ball 60 times and Dak had 41 completions. But either way, Dak's uh, numbers really were misleading. Didn't play well. Green Bay's defense was solid when it mattered. And then you ended up seeing Dallas's defense do nothing the entire game. It was one of the worst defensive performances I've seen all year. Of course, Denver giving up 70 is going to take the cake. But for a playoff game at home, for a team that was 8-0 at home, entering, embarrassing. Showing by Dallas, they barely got off the field. You saw Green Bay just have a bunch of wide-open receivers the entire game. And as a result, uh, I feel like the Musgrave touchdown was a perfect summation of that Cowboys defense where it was a play-action pass. He was wide open by about 20 yards, had time to fully stop, catch the ball, and then run into the end zone. That's kind of what Dallas' defense looked like the entire game, and Green Bay was able to capitalize. So nice job by Green Bay pulling off the upset. You can argue that the Niners should either be thrilled or nervous about the matchup because Green Bay's been playing good football recently. Then again, anytime you have to face off against the lowest seed in the field, as the number one seed at home, you've got to feel pretty good about your chances. So you can look at it either way, but to get my point, it should be a pretty interesting matchup here. Now, to get into the actual spread and the total in this game, the Niners are favored pretty uh, – they're a pretty large favorite as they're favored by about 9.5 points, and the over-under is set at 50.5. As for the weather, it should not be that bad in San Francisco – or I should say in Santa Clara for the game – uh, but I do think you're going to end up seeing what should be offensive fireworks based on what the total suggests. The question is, do the Niners or the Packers eventually play some field position or at least play some clock management where we see them drain a lot of clock, go on a very long seven-plus-minute drive, and that might kill the overall pace of the total for this game if you do have the over. But as for the weather, there might be a little bit of rain, a little bit of wind in this game, nothing serious, but you're looking at what should be uh, actually, no, the weather's supposed to clear up a little bit on Saturday night, but you're looking at what should be about 7-mile-per-hour mile winds, so the weather should not be much of an issue. Field might be wet because it should be raining throughout the Sunday afternoon, but still, point is, should be a relatively clean day for the weather. As for the actual, uh, once again, spread and the total, I understand the argument. Uh, if you want to take San Francisco because they've been very good at home, I think that they are the best team in the NFC by a wide margin. I know they're the same record as the uh, Cowboys and the Lions. I really don't care. I think the Niners, once again, if they tried in the final week of the season, they would have beaten the Rams. So they would have had 13 wins. But still, uh, I don't think that the Niners have any regrets uh, benching everybody for that final regular season game. And the Niners, we know, historically speaking, have owned 
the Packers. I know that was with Aaron Rodgers, and now it's not, but they have had a lot of success against this exact same opponent for the last decade and change. So we'll see if that continues with a different quarterback behind center for Green Bay. The Packers this season are 5-5 five and five straight up on the road if you include the uh, playoff game that they – actually, is that including the playoff game already? Uh, doing the math in my head, I believe that – no, they are 5-5. Five and five. Uh, So the point is they are a pretty decent road team, uh, but you're looking at the Niners being five and three at home. You thought they might've been better Then again. Once, uh, once again, they decided to punt that game against the Rams. So they could be six and two if they really wanted that final game of the season, because I think they would have beaten the Rams, but the Niners should be favored. Obviously I do think they have a lot of offensive firepower. I think Purdy's going to look pretty solid against the defense. That's been good recently, but I do think it's a little bit overvalued. We saw them get torched by Bryce Young, give up 30 points about a month ago. Then they buckled down, gave up 10 points against the Vikings. Yes, the Vikings started the wrong quarterback. They switched to Hall, and that backfired miserably. Uh, shut down Justin Fields, only gave him nine points, and then ended up giving up just zero, uh, gave up seven points in the first half against Dallas, zero points in basically the first 29 minutes of that game before the 32 at the end is extremely misleading. But Green Bay's defense has been very good when it's needed to be, and maybe that might transition into a good road performance in this one. But the Niners, I do have to point out, they've been good recently. Then again, they haven't really played many great teams, and they've kind of let bad teams hang around recently, which has me concerned about them covering this nine-and-a-half-point spread. You can argue that the division was already over because Seattle fell apart and the Rams were, once again, making a late-season push to make a playoff spot. But the Niners kind of ran away with the division about a month ago, so they really didn't need to force the issue. Maybe that's why they were playing with their food, but they killed the Eagles by 23. The Eagles then fell apart after that. Uh, but they beat Seattle by 12. That game was actually a bit close, and that was the game that Drew Locke was a last-minute starter in for Geno Smith. So winning by 12 was a little bit nerve-wracking at times, but the fourth quarter was pretty easy once Locke threw a couple of picks. Uh, beat the Cardinals by 16. That game was, I don't want to say uh, nerve-wracking, but the defense did struggle a little bit containing Kyler Murray, and giving up 29 points in that game is not exactly ideal. Got killed by the Ravens, which was that, of course, game that we're not going to talk about. Uh, but then they beat the Commanders by 17. That game was actually close for a half. Then they blew it open. But the point is the Niners have kind of played with their food a little bit. And then they lost to the Rams. Not going to count that game because they benched basically the entire roster. So I do think the Niners, once again, facing off against a pretty feisty wild card team. You can argue are the more talented team, which is why they should win this by double digits. But I also think that the Green Bay Packers should have momentum. And I wonder if Russ will play a factor for the Niners, because not only did they have a bye last week, but they also did not play in week 17, or week 18, I mean. So the point is, the Niners have actually been off, the starters have been off for a couple of weeks, and I do wonder if they will get off to a slow start in this game. I don't mind Green Bay first half. I do think Green Bay can start off quickly in this game, and then the Niners might wake up and blow it open if they need to. But I do think that the Packers should get off to a decent start, and I do think Rust will play a factor. A te teams typically don't play, or you don't expect them to miss two straight weeks, and that's what the Niners did with the starters. So that could backfire. Maybe it won't. You can argue maybe start the starters in Week 18 because you have a bye anyway. But we'll see what happens, and hopefully the Niners get the job done. As for the actual spread in this game, I think nine and a half's a bit large. Now, I understand with all the weapons they have, you have McCaffrey, who's probably going to be fully healthy after having two weeks off. Ayuk's been very good this season. Samuel's been very good when healthy. Kittle's been solid as well. We know the defense has been great ever since they traded for Chase Young, and that's really revitalized the entire defensive line. But the point is, I do think Green Bay can move the ball. Love has looked very comfortable. 
Yes, I know Dallas' defense was fraudulent, and you could argue that the Niners' defense is a top two, top three unit in the entire league, where Dallas's was mostly based on beating up on weak teams throughout the course of the season to pad his defensive numbers. But I do think Green Bay is feisty enough and good enough to hang in there. And I do think Russ could play a factor in this game for San Francisco. Maybe a slow start. I think they'll wake up and win the game. I'm not picking the Packers to pull up the upset, but I do think the Packers will do enough to hang in there and lose the game by about seven. Maybe you'll get a backdoor cover for the Packers, but we know Shannon, historically speaking, has never been that good at covering big point spreads, basically double-digit point spreads. Uh, and I do think at nine and a half, I just have a hard time backing the Niners to win this game by multiple possessions. I think this game will be close. I think this game will be a lot of fun, but I do think Green Bay covers, and I do think the Niners win the game and advance to the NFC title game. Now, as for the actual total, this is interesting because Green Bay's defense has been good recently, and the Niners' defense really hasn't, but you can make an argument once again that they were playing with their food because they already clinched a playoff spot about a month ago. So I do think you're going to end up seeing a pretty fun game between two young quarterbacks that have been good this season. Purdy, we weren't sure if that was a fluke from what happened last year before the injury against the Eagles in the NFC title game, and he proved it was not a fluke as he was an MVP contender for most of the season. And Jordan Love had a really bad start to the year, then became one of the best quarterbacks in the league, statistically speaking, over the back half of the regular season and the wild card round of the playoffs. So I do think both quarterbacks can move the ball. 50 and a half for a playoff the game, though, does feel like a pretty high total. Dallas's defense was so bad that I do think Green Bay, even though the offense looked good, I do think a lot of their chunk plays were kind of just handed to them on a platter. And I do think the Niners' defense is a totally different animal than the Cowboys' defense, especially playing outdoors compared to a dome. Yes, I know that it is still going to be decent weather in California, but we saw the Packers kill the Lions in a dome on Thanksgiving. We've seen them play well in good environments. I do think that the Niners' home crowd should be amped. They're ready to go. It's Super Bowl or bust for this team. I think Green Bay, once again, they're young. They're inexperienced. They might just go in there with no expectations and try to see what happens, which can make them dangerous. But I do think over a 60-minute game, they will eventually make some mistakes. And I do think the Niners will capitalize on it. For me, though, I am going to lean to the under in this game. Might seem a bit contrarian, but I do think that the Packers' defense is undervalued. And I do think that that 32-point uh, that they allowed a uh, 32 point performance by Dallas offensively is misleading. And once again, I think that might be factored in and they will say to themselves, well, if Dak had 400 yards and the Cowboys scored 32, why wouldn't the Niners score 35 plus points in this game? But I think that's a flawed way of thinking about it because once again, all those points basically came in garbage time. So I think that Green Bay's defense has been undervalued. The Niners defense has been a bit iffy recently, but I do think once again, with them having stakes to play for again, because they haven't really had that for a while, Yes, you could argue home field advantage throughout the playoffs, but at the end of the day, that's why they benched everyone in week 18. It's because they already had that in their back pocket. But I do think you're going to see a game that's pretty physical, a game with a decent amount of a long scoring drive that maybe stall out in the red zone. That wouldn't shock me. I would expect to see a decent amount of field goals in this game, which might kill the total. But I do think the Niners win. I think it's going to be somewhere in the realm of 27-20, if I had to guess. I think it's a one-possession game. I think that the Niners will drain the clock in the fourth quarter like we know they can. The Green Bay rush defense, the season has not been great. It was good against the Cowboys last week. But once again, game flow did have a piece in that because the Cowboys had to abandon the run put, uh, pretty quickly in the game. But I think the Niners will drain clock once they have a lead. I don't think they're going to be trying to run it up, and I do think they'll get out of there with a win. 
the Niners don't care about the spread. Shannon doesn't care about the spread. They're trying to win and to, and to uh, potentially win a Super Bowl. So I think for this one, I am going to lean to the dog here, and I am going to go with the under. Might be a sweat uh, for the total, but I do think, once again, the game will find a way to die down in the second half and eventually go under this number. So once again, my picks for the divisional round between the divisional round game between the Packers and the Niners. Give me the Packers plus nine and a half, and I will go with the under 50 and a half, but I am picking the Niners to win and to advance to the NFC title game. That's going to wrap it up, though, for this episode of the Midway Podcast, and I'll be back once again next week, one way or another, either a recap of the Niners season or hopefully a preview of the NFC title game. So we'll see what happens there. Should be fun. And until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.